0: So uh, we're going to be starting a new series tonight, and uh, uh, we're going to um, focus on something that we all should be concerned about. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I I have a desire. I want the Lord uh, to be satisfied with me. I want to live my life pleasing to him. Um I want to stand when I when I do stand before him, stand approved by him. Amen. Um and uh some people just they go through a uh, a pretense and uh they don't seem to really give a lot of consideration in how they live their life for God. Uh, And they uh, are cold and indifferent. But uh, with what's going on in the world today, ought to make everybody stop and consider uh, what's your relationship with Jesus. Uh, And uh, that's going to be that's what's led me to this, what I feel like that God is directing me, that we're going to be talking uh, for a little bit about imitating Christ. And you can see on the screen there the picture of a man and woman looking in the mirror, but not seeing themselves, but seeing Jesus. That ought to be the heart's desire of every born-again believer. That when you look in the mirror, you don't see you, you see Jesus. When um, uh, somebody else looks at you, who are they seeing? You are the Lord. Uh, they're supposed to be seeing the Lord. Uh, we're going to be going, uh, for our scripture that's going to go along with this, Uh a scripture that a lot of people can quote. I know this scripture is uh Sister Darlene's one of her favorites. Romans 8:28 and 29. And uh I want to read that. We got it on the screen, Romans 8:28 and 29. And this is what it reads like. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. I want you to notice that part of that scripture in verse 29 say that whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And we're talking about Jesus Christ. When the Lord birthed us, he foreknew us, uh, if your name is in the book of life, it wasn't written in there. It wasn't written down the day you repented or got baptized. It was written, the Bible says, from the foundation of the world. Now, how did that come about? It was through what we call God's foreknowledge. Before the foundation of the world, God knew who was going to accept Him and follow Him and who wasn't. And your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. That's, that's Bible. That's Bible. And by His foreknowledge, He predestined us to be conformed to the image of Christ. I'm going to say something right now and, I hope we'll shake you up. But uh going through the born-again experience is not gonna be good enough. What? There's gonna be a lot of people who call themselves repented and was baptized in water and maybe even uh spoke in tongues. But when all is said and done They might find theirself on the outside. Because that's not, that's not where we end, Brother Douglas. That's where we begin. That's the foundation that's laid. And the Bible says, let every man take heed to what he builds on that foundation. Hallelujah. Now, what, we we won't get no, no further than the, um, the introduction to this tonight, but hopefully i can you can find out where we're going to be coming from by the time this lesson is over uh, this evening uh as I said, we're going to be talking about imitating Christ, and the chief aim of this series is to enlighten all of us as saints of God how important it is for every born again believer to develop Christ-likeness in everything we think, do, say, and live. Evidently, a lot of people don't realize how important that is. I believe if more people realize how important that is, we'd see more people on Wednesday night. That's just the truth. And let, let, let me say this. You are not christ like if you, if you stay out of church just because you're tired. There's probably not a person that is here tonight that's not tired. I've been going since three thirty this morning, you know, and uh, you know uh, it'd be a whole lot better for me to be stretched back in my easy chair right now. Amen. It it all depends how much we really want to be more like Jesus. Hallelujah! How much we want to be like Him. Uh, we got to develop a Christ likeness in everything that we think, that we do, that we say, and that we live. Now, John the Baptist, or really and truly calling John the Baptizer, Baptist wasn't his last name. Now, I know I've run, through, run into a few people who thought his last name was Baptist, but that's not true. They called him the Baptist because he went out baptizing people. So a lot of times I, I I say John the Baptizer. He came uh, uh, he came before Jesus to clear a path or to pave the way for the Messiah, and he summed up everything I'm going to be talking about tonight and next Wednesday night and, and probably beyond in one short sentence. Uh, And and that's found in John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. That pretty well sums it up. We're talking about imitating Christ and looking in the mirror and seeing Him instead of me. The only way that's possible is that we allow him to increase and me to decrease. We need to understand that what John was speaking of is a process, a gradual development, which is also known as going into perfection or maturity in Christ. All of this is related. All of it is related. Every child of God should have this desire as part of the new creation. Ronnie, one of the scriptures he read the other day was that he that everyone that's in Christ is a new creation, a new creature. And every child of God should have this desire as part of the new creation. We, when we, uh, when we took on that new nature we received when the Holy Ghost came upon us. Hallelujah. Now, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, which lay the foundation of the New Testament, I told you in a previous lesson that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is actually not the New Testament, it's the bridge, but they lay the foundation of the New Testament And these four books provide authentic, reliable portraits of the man, Christ Jesus. Notice that they do not tell us much about his physical appearance or characteristics. Nobody knows how tall or how short he was. Even though you see a lot of portraits, we don't know if he had long hair, short hair, or no hair. We don't know that for sure. We don't even know uh, how light or dark his complexion was. These details may have been deliberately admitted, and I really do believe there was, because God didn't want us to obsess over his physical attributes. But rather, we are to concentrate on his character and spiritual attributes, which allowed him to be the light of the world, pointing us to the right path that leads us to God. That's what we got to focus on. When we talk about uh, imitating Christ, Uh, and becoming more like him. Not uh, uh, what he looked like physically, but who he was, his attributes, his characteristics. Uh, These things is what made him the light of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit now about understanding the meaning um, of this word, uh, imi- um, imitation. What does that mean? To imitate. Okay. Act like. Huh? Copy. Okay, that's, that's another synonym. Uh, imitating Christ does not mean simply to mimic him. Now, listen, listen close what I've got wrote down. I'm going to read this slow. When we talk about imitating Christ, I'm not talking about mimicking Him. Uh, mimicking Him only involves uh, uh, learning someone's actions. Now, a mimic is like Mimicking someone is what I think about a parrot repeating the words he learned from his owner. I never will forget. This it's been several years ago. I went to I, I went to someone's house. That was uh, a current member of the church, and they had uh, they had uh, a bird and uh, uh, that would talk. Um, and they even they even had him on. A, took them up to, I think, they, if I'm not mistaken, took him up to Ralph Emory's show one time. Uh, Ralph Emery heard about it, and they was taken up there. But here I was coming, and I visited them, pastor came to their house, and uh, and I walked over there and talked to him. and out came a couple of the biggest cuss words you ever heard <laughs> and talk about embarrassing the owners. They was embarrassed um, because everybody knows What that bird says, he learned by what he had heard somebody in that house say. Amen. That's mimicking. Uh, But when I'm talking about imitating Christ, I'm talking about something that goes beyond that. Imitation not only involves copying external behavior, but also replicating internal motivation. Until we are motivated by what motivated him. God looks at not only your actions, but what your motives are. Amen. A person's motives are just as important as their actions, and God looks at them both. And when we imitate Christ, it's not good enough just to try to, uh, you know, mimic him. But we also got to get involved in what motivated him. Because imitating Christ means that whatever motivated Jesus should be motivating you. That's important because that's laying the foundation of some things we're going to be talking about it in the future. Stop and think about that for a moment. Whatever motivated Christ while he was on the earth it should be the same thing that motivates me and you. Let me give you let me I don't have this in my notes. But something just came to my mind. Uh, one time, they were trying to get Jesus to stop long enough to eat, and he says, uh, you know, I've got meat to eat that you don't know of. Amen. He told the devil in the temptation that man should not live by bread alone. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some things that motivated Jesus while he was on. He wasn't motivated by earthly things. He wasn't motivated by physical things. His motivation was deeper than that. And we, to imitate Jesus, it's got to be the same, same thing. The exact same thing. But we've got, so we've got to replicate the internal motivation that motivated him until we allow Christ to be formed in us completely. That's the key. That's what we're working for. That Christ can be formed in us. And we want to look at Galatians, Galatians 4 and 19. Look at that, what it said. Now, this is the Apostle Paul's writing. He's writing the the churches in the region of Galatia. He said, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you wow he was having some problems with some folks wasn't he remember I told you this was a um, a process Paul called them little children we start out as babes in Christ and we are to mature we're we're to grow and they haven't grown too much because he was saying my little children then he said, Of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. This is, I'm talking about imitating Christ. It's a process. And Apostle Paul alludes this process to being similar. Of the birthing process when the mother is in labor with a child. He said, I'm travailing. In other words, um, he was going through some pain, he was agonizing. Amen. L- listen, church, talking about. Imitating Christ and looking at the mirror and seeing Christ, that's not an easy thing to do. I will tell you right off the bat tonight that it's not going to be easy. It's not an easy thing to strive to be more like Jesus. It's not easy. I'll tell you right now, my flesh fights me tooth and toenail any time I make an effort to imitate Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some people my flesh I'd rather reach out and slap than get on my knees and pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh to God. There used to be some kind of commercial. I, uh, I think it was a phone commercial. They had some kind of line about reach out and touch someone. <laughs> there have been a lot of times I wanted to reach out and touch someone. <laughs> hmm. and Sister darling, you say, I want to lay hands on them without prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so... Looking at the mirror and seeing Jesus, it's not easy. I don't care how long you've been going to church. We all have to contend with the flesh. Your flesh is not going to go along with it willingly. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not easy. And the only way, and we're, we're about through this segment of it, we're just laying a, a foundation and I going through the introduction. But I'm going to end tonight by telling you that the only way that you can complete this process to whereas we imitate Christ in our thinking, our speech, our actions, is to look into the mirror of the Word of God the Word of God acting like a mirror to view what Christ is like. You can't pull out a picture and look and say, well, you know, that's what Jesus looked like. And That's not what we're concerned about with anyway. We're not concerned with His physical appearance. The only way that we can do and complete this process is to look into the mirror of the Word of God to view what God is like. Then, after you see that, we got to be submissive and obedient. The Bible says, "Be blank of the word, not and not hearers only. Be what doers." Amen. We got to be submissive and obedient. Then the Holy Spirit will modify and shape that when people look at you, they will see Christ. Hey, going back to some of them people you like to reach out and touch someone, going back to them, I, I, do, I do believe this. I've heard this told as a joke, but I believe it's true. There are some people in your life that we can call sandpaper people. Sandpaper people, God puts in your path to use them to sand off the rough edges of you and me. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Glory. Sometimes it'd be nice if we didn't have quite as many sand people people around, though, would it? <laughs> but you stop and think about it. Jesus looked at Peter and called him a devil. But the night of the Last Supper, after the Last Supper, when he was out in the garden when he came. He called Judas friend. I was reading that one time. That kind of struck me because let me tell you something. The people that irritate us, if we allow God, God can use them to help us in this process. To Jesus, Judas was a friend because he was actually helping Jesus complete what he was sent here to do. Amen. There had to be a Judas in the group for all that to transpire. So, the Holy Ghost will modify and shape us to where when people look at us, they see Christ. And to give you scripture for what I just got through saying, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, and that word "glass" means mirror. the glory of the Lord, what the glory what radiates from God, what radiates from Jesus, are changed into the same image. See? From glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. From one area of glory to another, from one stage in your Christian walk of God to another stage, from one level to the other, one step at a time. It don't happen overnight. It's a process. But when we look into the mirror of the Lord, we can see the glory of Jesus and what made Jesus who He was in that book. And when we do that with a submissive attitude and a willing heart, the Holy Ghost will begin to modify us and to change us from one level of glory to the other. I'll end night session by saying this. If you're on the same spiritual level tonight that you was this time last year, you're not living totally pleasing to God. Hallelujah. We had three children, and as those children were growing up, if we went from one it went from one year to another year, and there was no growth, there was no change, we'd be taken to a doctor. If that child had gotten to an age and to a point where we know they should be, Talking some and but they're not doing it, hey, that ought to turn the light bulb on and say there's something going on that ain't right. Amen. And I hear God talking to his people, in his church, in this last day and last hour that we're living, saying, It's we listen, we have been on the burner too long. We've been on we've been on the burner too long. We should have been prepared long ago. Let me tell you something. You can leave something on the stove too long, you ruin it. And I believe we got some people sitting on church pews too long. Amen. Please, make a commitment this year. I'm going to start letting God child. I'm going to look into the, the Word of God. I'm going to listen to the message of pastors and other ministers preach. And I, I'm going to let the Holy Ghost have... Lead in my life to begin to shape me. Amen. Take some sandpaper and shave off some of those rough edges that's been on me too long. Hallelujah. And we're going to take this up a little bit further next time, Lord willing. Let's all stand together.